Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. All right, guys. Hi, Jack. Welcome back. Hi, Big Nick. Hi, Logan. Hi, Zalson. <laughs> you tell me, Logan, man. I'll send them your way if I come across any. Hi, Hugo. Hi, Aminata. King Mike. Lucy. All right, guys. This is the Ask Me Anything series. Right, we're on episode number 24 now. You guys know the drill. I give an hour of my time and you ask me questions. You ask ask me questions and I will answer them. It's as simple as that. This is anything to do with your social life, your dating life, any of these areas that you want to develop. Let's get it out on the table. Let's talk about them. What sort of hurdles have you frequently come up against as of late, right? How can I help you with those things? All right. So uh, what I want to do, I just want to kind of share with you a little bit about what I've been up to um, from the past week. Obviously, we had the Impactful Connection Workshop on Saturday and we had a fantastic workshop. I mean, the guys that came, yeah, they hadn't even done really any approaching in the daytime at all, first of all. They never approached women in the daytime. Uh, They had a lot of internal obstacles that we had to get over initially a lot of mindset situations that we had to kind of address we had a few cultural issues okay so we had a few a couple of asian guys uh there that were um getting over you know what they've been taught in their society and what their culture has taught them about how interpersonal relationships should be with women and obviously we have to kind of update that um knowledge which is more suitable for dating in the west okay so that was a a bit of the work that i had to do on saturday Uh, and the usual you know encouragement encouraging guys to actually get stuck in and do the approaching and not not worry about a response but the initial stage is just get going just get used to speaking to strangers right and get comfortable with the idea of speaking to people that you don't know uh that is a, a lot of the work that we'd initially uh, we, we have to do, right? We have to get familiar with this, okay? One of my instructors, Adrian, pointed out a really good uh, point. He said that, you know, 10% of the work here is theory, okay? The other 90% is the practical. And I think that's so true. I mean, on our seven-day programs, we look to get you 90% of the time in field, doing, because that's where the takeaway is. That's where the real education is, Okay? So where if you're, whereas you're, if you're taking on a coach, you're doing any coaching, or you're just sort of, you know, doing a bit of self-coaching, always look to expose yourself, right? That's, that's just what a large percentage of your attention needs to be, is out there doing, be a doer, okay? So as I said, the workshop we, was fantastic. All the guys had fantastic results. They all had incredible breakthroughs. Uh, you know, one guy was an absolute phantom. I mean, you know, out of all the guys in the room on the day, 
he was the most quietest, he was the most reserved, most introverted, yet he completely cleaned up. He completely cleaned up. He got the most numbers, most um, you know, social handles than anyone else in the... Uh, oh, God, my bloody microphone's turned off. In the workshop. Two seconds. Just bear with me, guys. Got a situation here. Right, yeah, we're back online. So anyway, guys, yeah, so that's it. So we had a fantastic workshop, um, but now I'm back. You know, I'm back here. We've done we've done some filming on a Sunday. Uh, we've got a online program that we're developing right now. You asked for it. I listened. I'm going to deliver it. You know, a lot of you guys have been asking for some online video course that, that you guys can sign up to. Well, we're going to make it. We're going to produce it. Okay. And the work's already began. It's, it's going to be a big project. But uh, mark my words, we'll have it done for you guys. Okay. So, all right. I just, Let's have a look if there's been any questions on here already. Uh, huge. How do I say your handle? Hugo Evoli asks, "What's the first thing to ask a lady?" Again, that's subjective. That's completely subjective. Uh, I think your conversation always needs to be geared towards eliciting values. Okay, what do I mean by that? Seeing if a woman is in the line of your values. Effectively, because you know you could be end up, you you could get caught up in the whirlwind and the excitement of meeting someone, but never really know what that person's really all about until like maybe six months in, maybe twelve months in. You just get caught up with the excitement of it. What I teach my clients is how to actually el elicit those values um, right from the early stage. Okay, God, I'm having a problem here with my audio. Gonna take that out. I might have to just clip the audio from the actual iPhone today. Um, so it's all subjective. I mean, you know, where have you met this person? Is it in the evening? Is it in the daytime? Uh, is it a, you know, is it on a street or is it a coffee shop? Uh, what's the scenario? Yeah. So I need I need to be you need to be a bit more specific with the uh, the situation there. But if, I, I, what I do want to make you aware of is, you know. The game really is about eliciting values from each other and seeing if your values are in a line. Okay, that's what it's all about. Okay, Eric, hi, hi, Sasha. I shook block. Uh, Hugo says, is it important in a relationship that both of you want the same goals? I think, I think so. I think um, it's about building something together, right? It's about building something together. It's about feeling like a team, right? That you've kind of, you know, what 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 you have what you have built outside of the relationship is yours, and what she's built outside of the relationship is hers. But as you come together, it's about building something together, and um, most certainly, most certainly, I think if you if you want to build something, you you guys got to be on the same page. Um, totally, totally, great question, buddy. Mr. Enfield Ryder, I Khalid, I Change, I August. Logan asks, I have girls looking at me all the time, but too scared to approach. How can I get over that fear? Okay, well, understand this, Logan. It's a great question. The conversation has already begun, okay? 
you know, a lot of people, you know, when, when you when you study this kind of stuff, you may come across the, um, you know, statistics that, you know, body language is like 70% of the way that we communicate and, you know, whatever, whatever the, the number is. But that being said, understand that the conversation has already begun. If you're getting women looking at you, assume it's on, okay? Assume it's on, right? She's going to tell you if it's not, right? But what you mustn't do is just sit there and just let that, that moment pass because you never really will know, you know, what, what could have been, okay? So let's look at your language here, you know? You're scared to approach, you can get over that fear. It's the excitement, isn't it? Let's change that word fear to excitement. You're excited because there's something in your proximity that you are attracted to that's showing an indicator that they may be interested, okay? So be excited in finding out what's actually going on, okay? Feel excited about it, right? Be curious enough to then go over and just introduce yourself. Understand this, the conversation has already begun. I can't get my words out tonight. <laughs> the conversation has already begun, okay? Because it's body language. So what comes next is a simple, hey, it's Logan, right? You don't need to overthink it. Obviously, you need, a, you need more um, conversation structure for it to go further, but don't overthink the opener. A lot of guys get like really baffled with, oh, what's the, what's the thing to say? What's, it doesn't really matter what you say. It's just about getting the conversation open. What matters is your response to their response, okay? So thanks for the question, Logan. Hi, hi David, oh, welcome back. Jack. Jack says, I recently led a property to a super hot Russian chick. She's agreed to go for a drink with me after she's moved into the property. I'm a bit excited about it. How should I approach it? <laughs> Understand that she is feeling, if she, if she, if she's agreed to go out for a drink with you, you know, she's probably experiencing the same sort of feelings as you're experiencing. So don't worry about that. Um, I think that should really put your mind at ease. Just understand that whatever you're feeling, they're likely to be feeling also, okay? Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I can really say about that, buddy. You know, take her to somewhere that you're familiar with. You know, if you go, if maybe if you go somewhere that you're familiar with, you'll be more at ease with yourself, right? It'll show you yourself in a more of a confident light. Um, but yeah, uh, just understand that they're in the same mindset, all right? Hi, John. Hi, German. <laughs> German. <laughs> Hi, right, Buris. Hi, Rich. Can I get my tits out? No, not tonight, buddy. Hi, Jay. Hi, Kay. Jay says, I met a woman and she has a son. Should I respect that she... I met a woman and she has a son. Should I respect that she, she can't... She... Bloody hell, sorry. I had too many knocks to the head tonight through the boxing. I met a woman and she has a son. Should I respect that she can't have much time for me? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, you kind of got to, you kind of got to um, know what you're signing up for and being, being considerate. You can't be a douchebag about uh, such dynamics, but also look to find time 
and make a point of finding time for each other so you guys can actually do something. But maybe if it's, if it's quite early on, you know, ask yourself, actually, is it something you want to get involved with? Yeah. Because you understand this, like her, her child is always going to be number one, right? If you're cool with that, cool. But you're never, you're never going to replace uh, the importance of what a child means to her. God, why is this annoying? This is annoying. Um, uh, I am having all my head tonight. Okay, Wheezy, Daniel, hello, Connor, Sasa, Duke, Lakeifagam. Jack says, if you treat a girl like a celebrity, will she end up treating you like a fan? Absolutely. Absolutely. You just great question there, Jack. I mean, even like when you when you look to approach celebrities, you know, or people with profile, what the common trap is is that you still see them as someone that you've seen on TV and therefore you'll behave in a certain way that doesn't really seem attractive. So they'll put you in the fan zone, right? You've got to normalize this. I've been around a lot of people, like high profile people and uh, celebrity now to not really put them on pedestals. Uh, it's just kind of normal. You know, I'm very comfortable being around these sort of people. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't always like that, but my, my exposure to these environments obviously calmed myself down and just kind of normalized it. So. Like I said before, like you've got to like change your normal. You know, there there is a quote on my Instagram page which says "change your normal," and I really mean that. Like, if you like those sort of women, you know, like really attractive women, then you've got to be around attractive women. You've got to get used to being around attractive women. Like it's just normal. Yeah. So change your normal. Okay. Don't put yourself in the fan zone. Pura says, "I want to ask out a girl. She's younger than me." It's like she's my junior in, a, in academics and she kind of looks up to me as a senior. Okay, well, as long as she's above the age of consent, go for it, buddy. Go for it. I.L. Hi, Alonzo. Hi, Barbs. Everyone go, everyone go and uh, follow Barbsy Art. She's a very good friend of mine, very talented artist. I know that she's got a new collection, uh, new collection. <laughs> uh, how do we say, how do, how do we say a new, I, I anticipate an exhibit coming from you soon. That's what I'm trying to say. Cause I've seen some teaser um, pieces that you've been working on and I really like the concept. I think it's fantastic. I actually spoke at one of Barbsy's events uh, talking about, you know, confidence and mental health. And uh, so thanks Barbs for having me on. Guys, go and follow this girl. She's a very good friend of mine, a very talented art artist. Lovely to have you on, darling. Hi, gal. Jack says, why are all the girls on Maiden Chelsea such arrogant and obnoxious toffs? <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean... It, <laughs> what, what, what do you want me to say? I... I, I I don't have the answer to that question, you know. All I know is this, that I may be in a, um, I may be in an episode um, coming up in September of the Made in Chelsea programme. And uh, I will tell you that there are certain characters in that that do play up to the camera, okay. Because uh, no, I'm not having it. There's no way that people can be... Uh, 
I mean, I don't know, maybe that's what reality TV attracts. It's, it's quite interesting. It, it was an education for me, certainly. Uh, <laughs> but watch out for the, the if, you're, if you're a fan of Made in Chelsea, uh, ch check out the September episodes. I, I may appear in it um, as a special. The one and only Mahoney. Hi, buddy. Hi, Lewis. Hi, Angel. Um, you're welcome, Babs. I dope soul. All right, well, let, that's all the questions there. So I'm going to pull up the questions I've been asked earlier on today. So let me see. There's one here. Okay, so Arden asks, how do you know if someone is the one? Wow, what a question, huh? How, how do you know if someone is the one? I, I talk quite a lot about you know, as I've already spoke about today, tonight even, about finding someone whose who's, um, values are in line with yours, right? I think there's a, there's a, there's a highly overlooked um, concept when it comes to being in a relationship with someone. As I said, we just get kind of caught up with the whole whirlwind and excitement of meeting someone new for the first time and it's the sexual tension and, you know, you go through all that and, you know, when that kind of simmers down to normality, you're left with this person's soul, right? So what does that soul consist of? What's important to them? I think it's just so important to find this out quite early, right? Because you're investing time and energy into this person. So I think that's, that's definitely something to consider. And also as well, like you know, if, if someone crosses your values, and again, like if one of your values might be trust, right, and openness and honesty, and if someone keeps on like, like crossing the line with that, then you can't overlook that, right? So I think you only really know due to time, right? You've got to say that time is your wingman with this. Right. You, you, you can't just know you can't just think someone is the one just by meeting them for the first time. That's lust. Right. That's lust. That's not love. OK, so I think it's you find out if someone is a long term investment by investing time in them and see how their character plays out through the long term. Right. I think I think that that is it. There's no way of just knowing straight away. You know, there's going to be things that you click click on straight away. You, you'll see that you'll know that. Um, but only after time, really, because, you know, people only start to show their true colours after a certain amount of time. Throughout the early period, it may just be that, um, you know, you're caught up in that honeymoon period, right? And that isn't really someone's true colours, okay? So time, buddy, it's time and, um, you know, time, time will, and how, how well you can weather the storm as well, you know? You'll have, your up, you'll have your good times and you have your bad times, but how well do you recover from the bad times? You know, How do you behave as a unit through the bad times? That's quite testing on any relationship, and I think that's a very valid point to kind of uh, look at. All right, so thanks for the question, buddy. Uh, Riot Puris says, oh, hi, Rebecca, if you're still on. Lovely to have you on. Um, right, right. It says, at what point of someone being nice can be seen as someone being attracted to you? Okay. So you're basically asking, how do, 
how many indicators you pick up from someone would you interpret that someone is attracted to you? Well, let's make us aware, first of all, of what a potential indicator from someone could be, right? Well, if someone's like intensely sort of looking at you, right, and they've got like a, I don't know, very sort of mischievous look on their face, perhaps you could see that as, you know, a level of interest, right? If they're over flirtatious and they may be a bit touchy and then they begin to ask certain questions to that draw out intimate information about yourself, there is certainly a level of interest there. If they're, if they're being flirtatious and they're using you know, innuendo in their conversation and they're being a bit cheeky, there's certainly a level of interest there, right? That's what I'll be picking up on. I'll be picking up on like in their presence, how are they, how are they behaving? You know, I've I've seen this I've seen this quite a few times where actually women act really weird when they're inter- like interested. They, I've 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 met women where they actually try to act all tough and hard, and they might actually say stuff like start teasing you, and it's really confusing for someone who's less intuitive because you just interpret that as oh she's just being nasty, she's just being a bitch. Like maybe well maybe she's just like that. But you have to understand, like, there are people that behave in such way to show their affection towards someone, okay? Like, for instance, like today, when I was training in my gym, boxing, there's a guy in there that I like winding up, right? I go there and I say, look, you're, you're looking a bit slow, yeah? I'm just saying, your hands are looking a bit slow, mate, yeah? And, uh, I'm not saying that because I'm being a prick. Yeah, or I don't like him. I, I'm saying that because I actually like him and it's my way of, you know, bantering with him. And, um, you know, at the end of it, yeah, we have a joke around and go, right, me and you in the ring. And we do, we box each other, right? We did tonight and it was fun. But it's all in jest. It's, um, you know, it's me showing my affection towards, you know, a friend effectively, right? So I just want to make a point of that as well. Like people, people can show their interest by by teasing you okay that that is a way of actually showing affection it you may think that's a bit of an odd way but it also depends on sort of how you were brought up you know if there was a bit of like teasing in the family home you know or amongst friends then you may still sort of you know you may come across people that show their affection in that way so bit of a tangent there from your uh, question but i think we covered like you know, if someone is <laughs> behaving normally, ways that they would show that they were attracted to you, but also, you know, those sort of characters as well. And I think, to be honest, um, when you do meet people that are a bit more confident with themselves and they're, you know, they're used to being around in the social environment and, you know, you're going to get that. You're going to get a bit of teasing going on and back and forth. And, um, but again, just see it as it's, it's, and I think that in itself actually just flips the game on its head. I think like the more you see someone who is teasing you as them showing affection, you know, the, the more that you're going to be comfortable with yourself because previously you could have interpreted it as something else. Okay. So thanks for that question. I think that's, um, I think we shared a good bit of content out of that. Hi Sanchez. Welcome back, buddy. Uh, Jack says, I've been a bit lazy on the physical side lately and put on a belly. Is staying in shape as important as people make out? Do I need to get back in the gym? Jack, I think this is a great question. 
you know, I too, um, you know, for various reasons, end up not making it in the gym as frequent as I would like because I simply prioritize other things and it's normally my clients, right? And um, look, it's important because of a few reasons. It's important because you're going to feel more um, active, right? You're going to have more energy to do shit. Okay, that's and again, I'm not I'm not a personal trainer. I'm just talking from my experience, and I know I know what I'm like when I haven't been working out, and I know what I'm like when I have been working out. Yeah, you're gonna have more energy, and with that, you're gonna have more energy. You take that into the working environment. You take that around, you know, your friends. You know, they're gonna feed off that that positive and that vibrant energy, right? Especially if you're around women, that's great. It's gonna improve your sex life. Yeah, like if you're. You can't have the double standard. You can't be like, okay, well, I want a woman that takes care of her body and she goes to the gym like and she looks like she does yoga every morning, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like, I think Adrian, on our, one of my instructors on the, on the workshop this Saturday, said something really great. He said something like, you know, it's all right thinking about what your, your 10 is going to be, but make sure that you're putting the work in to be, your, to be the 10 as well. Right, and it's the same thing with with the gym. If you like, if you like fit women, be fit yourself, right? And also as well, like by definition, if you like fit women, you're going to put yourself in an environment where there's more fit women because you're working on yourself anyway, right? I also think this as well. Like if you become, I know Jack, you know, you you quite openly spoke to me about, um, you know, kicking kicking a, a bad habit. I'm not going to like explicitly say what that is, but I think this will replace that bad habit if you keep fit then you're going to get that endorphin rush you know you're going to get that dopamine hit uh, down at the gym right so you're going to replace um you know that that habit that you've lost with a, a more of a positive habit right and uh, i think the more the more you are fit you know the less shit you're going to want to put in your body you know i mean it's just that that just is it you don't have to be a, a nutritionist expert to to understand that Okay, so I think, yeah. And, I've, and again, as well, like you're going to look better in clothes, right? You're going to look better in clothes as well. And again, I'm a hypocrite. I could, I could look so much better, right? I could put more time into the gym. I could, I could fill out this T-shirt a little bit more and fill out the, the shirts in my wardrobe a bit more, right? We're all a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. So the answer is, yeah, I think it's important, buddy. Um, Ida Marketing, Marketing Manifesto. Hi, Yessi Sulo. Jackson, another question. If you buy lots of dinners and spend money on them, would they feel like they owe you sexually and feel pressured? <laughs> oh, man. Like, I, just, I just think it's... Um, look, it's about the chemistry, right? What I mean by that is about the tension that you build between uh, you, you, you and the individual. I know girls, right? I know girls that just go out and they'll take these dinners that guys are, uh, are going to suggest them for them to go on. I mean, who, who, who wouldn't, you know? I mean, if, you, if, if someone's hitting you up every week asking you if you want to go to Nobu or Novikov or, you know, Park Shinwa or some, <laughs> some flashy restaurant, you know, you know it, it's, it's a weird place to be. I mean, but but, but women, women do do that. I know women that do do that. And... Um, if you think that is a currency for sex, then you're just in the wrong place, man. You're in the wrong place. You've got to work on 
building tension, building excitement between you both, right? Not taking her out for the most expensive meal you can find in town because that, that's just going to have you begrudging this whole process, yeah? There's only going to be so many people that you can take out a month <laughs> on your paycheck, buddy, yeah? So, um, yeah, that, don't, don't fall into that trap. Do not fall into that trap. Me personally, you know, if I was to go, go back out there dating again, I would, I would invite people to something I was doing already, yeah? Which is normally something pretty cool, right? So, and you should have something pretty cool that you can invite them to anyway, right? So it might be an event. It might be, you know, I, did, I, I really don't know what you're into. But with that, it doesn't leave you in a position begrudging the process of meeting people and taking it to that next level yeah and it definitely doesn't put you in a position where you feel like you're you're exchanging currency for you know the, the dinner being currency and the, and, the, and the sex being currency i think that's that's not the game here man hi asl i would start hey billy how you doing buddy how's that house coming along billy lockett my musician friend very talented guy go follow this man he makes some beautiful music, some really great music. Um, he's actually redecorating his his house up in Northampton, his father's house, and turning it into a, a music studio. So I can't wait to see the uh, the, the progress and, and the end result of that, man. I hope it's all going good up there, buddy. Hi, Paz Loves at El Nunes. Sanchez says... Hey, Johnny, I've got a couple of weeks off. I want to visit a couple of museums, galleries. Do you have a particular one you like that might at the same time be a great place to meet women? Yes, I do. Take note, buddy. The Tate Modern, okay? The Tate Modern is a, a great one. Um, the Tate, yeah, the Tate is near me over here in, um, on, on Embankment near, near, near Victoria. Um, the V&A, but here's the real thing, buddy. The, the, the real thing is this. You want to you wanna go and check out when they do their lates. Now, these mu museums, normally maybe it's like the last Thursday or the last Friday of the, um, of the month, they'll do what they call, a, which is a late, where they open it up to, I don't know, I think it's around like 10 o'clock or 11 at night, and they have a DJ in there, they have an open bar, and it's a really great alternative uh, night out, you know, as opposed to going to bars and clubs and stuff. So, and it's a bit cultured as well. So you'll meet a different sort of uh, demographic of people there, but it's a real, it's a real great one to um, to research. Okay, uh, the Royal Academy of Arts as well. Check that one out. That's on Piccadilly. They normally do. Um, they normally have some good things in there. I would star, Lorenz, I Pabs. Right. Let's see what more questions we got on the bank here. God, we're scraping the barrel for questions tonight. What's your favorite suit color? <laughs> to me, I like like a midnight blue. Yeah, I think um, I like I like a nice like a midnight blue, and also um, I like black. Right, for me, for me, I really like the whole the the Saint Laurent look. I think that's a uh, I pulled that look off well. Um, in fact, yeah, I've just got a different shades of blue and, you know, I've got a lovely Jeeves and Hawks uh, black suit that I like to, to, to dust off sometimes. But um, in regards to, like, suit color, you've really kind of got to work with, 
like your complexion, um, you know, and this is something that I didn't even bear any thought to really until I started working with stylists and uh, how you pair clothes up, up based on your hair color, your eye color, um, you know, your complexion. Uh, I didn't even think about that before. So, you know, just to expand on your question, I think it's a real education working with a stylist because it will really change the sort of the layout of your wardrobe and, and how you how you go through the process of of shopping, right? I mean, a stylist, a friend of mine explained it to, the, to me the best. He goes, you got to look at it like this. When you go out shopping for clothes, it's like you're, you're buying the ingredients for the recipe. And I had never really thought about it like that before, you know, but since, since he put that idea in my head, every time I go out shopping for clothes, it feels like I'm shopping with purpose, you know, like I'm kind of, I'm picking garments up and I'm kind of pairing them up with either stuff that I already have, or, um, you know, I'm just kind of collecting the image in my head and I'm, I'm, I'm going around and looking for all the garments uh, to make that piece work. Um, but thanks for the question, buddy. Who else we got on here? Oh, the London journalist just joined. Everyone, if anyone's looking for PR um, around London or LA, uh, go and follow the London journalist. It's a lovely lady um, with a quite an extraordinary character here in London, and she'll be able to help you out. <laughs> Hi, Rario. How you doing, buddy? Hi, Diaz. I, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Um, Jack, what are you saying? Are, are girls always attracted to alpha male qualities? Have you watched Alpha Male Strategies channel on YouTube? No, I can't say that I have watched um, that channel. Um, are girls attracted to alpha male qualities? Well, yeah, but you have to really define what those alpha male qualities are because one could... One could run away in their mind thinking that an alpha man is someone that is just an arrogant, obnoxious prick, right? Which, um, so you have to kind of really unpack what an alpha personality really is because for the people that aren't really uh, familiar with that term, you know, they, they, they could kind of get lost as to, as to pose, you know, how to behave. Um, but I think you certainly should move through life with the attitude of, of getting what you want, as opposed to sitting there watching everyone else get that thing that you wanted, because that's the most painful thing uh, that you could possibly kind of live with. I think the most painful thing to live with is un, unfulfilled potential. It really is, you know. We, we, we all strive for, um, you know, fulfilling our potential, but how much of it is actually fulfilled, you know, when we're actually there on our deathbed you know thinking what we've done with our life so I think you just got to go through life and just making no excuses as to why and what you're doing you've got to go through life and claim what's yours son yeah and by definition look I've worked with people that have come from a place where it's been really good and I've worked with people that have come from a place where it's been really really bad and the most unattractive thing about the people that seem to have come from a place where it's been really really good is they have no purpose. And this is something that I'm working with the gents um, that are in that place, you know, the sort of guys, they, they wake up every day and they've got so much time on their hands, but what's actually 
it, it's a paradox because what, what's, what's actually unattractive is they're not doing anything. You know, they are not doing anything. They're just maybe chasing the party or just chasing a void. And um, it's just not attractive for women, you know. So have ambition, have purpose. And if you're still on that journey to, as to um, working out what that thing is, that's okay. That's okay. At least you're kind of in that path thinking about it. Um, it's a start. So just work on that for now. Don't get too kind of... Um, entrenched in you know how how I need to be and how I need to look and do I need to have a voice like this is like because that's what I hear when, I, when someone says that alpha male thing I'm thinking someone wants to behave like a gorilla you know I think that's I think the term there is alpha asshole that's what that is um <laughs> so all right Jack thanks for that question I think we drew some interesting points out of it uh hi Danny O how you doing buddy Daniel is a good friend of mine. If you're looking for some sick parties in town, Daniel is always a great hookup. Follow Daniel Dominguez. He's a very good friend of mine. He's also uh, featured in, uh, forgive me what the program, oh, The Ultimate Matchmaker on the W channel. I think they're doing a rerun on it. And uh, Daniel looks great on the lens, man. You look great. <laughs> I'm pulling for you, buddy. <laughs> and he's also, he's also recently engaged. So send that guy some love. Really, man, I'm happy for you guys. Uh, hi, Nick. Looking forward to working with you in November, buddy, in LA. Anyone that is in LA and wants wants to get some coaching uh, in November, you know, you haven't had the opportunity to come here in London and get some, do some work with me. I'm going to be in LA from November the 4th to the 10th. I'm doing my seven-day programs out there and I'm doing my Impactful Connection workshop. You can find out more about that by sending me a private message on Instagram or you can go to johnnycassell.com forward slash workshops to reserve your place on the LA workshop. And also there is the seven day experience, which yeah, you'll have to do a direct message for me there because that's a very tailored and bespoke experience. Uh, uh, hi, Mr. Leprechaun. Thanks for the plug. No worries. Hi, uh, Stone Camille. Hi, Sarah. If anyone wants to, if anyone is looking for some art, check Sarah Martin artist out. She is super talented. Oh my god. Um, I'm looking forward to your next um, next run, Sarah. Um, but yeah, go and check out Sarah. Um, she's super talented. Hi, David. Uh, right, let me just have a look. Oh, I just saw a great question there. Where is it? Hi, Matthias. The Leprechaun says, how do you change a client's mind that is over-pessimistic? Yeah, it takes time. It takes time. I mean, like, here's the deal. It's a great question because it brings me... It puts me in a position to bring up a certain story. I had a guy that I was spending time with on the phone and it got to the point where I was like, look, buddy, I'm actually like, it's not about the money. Don't tell me it's not about, it's about the money. It's not about the money is you don't trust me, right? You don't trust me. And that's fine. Right? That's absolutely fine. I, I, you know, I encounter a lot of skepticism in, in regards to what I do. And 
you know, for a lot of people, hey, I'm just some stranger off the internet, right? I could be any dude. And that's absolutely fine. So part of my work, as painful it is, is to get people off that whole skepticism and um, skepticism hurdle. And, um, you know, how, how, can I, how can I change that? I can give them a, like 100% money back guarantee if they feel that no change has happened during the time that I've worked with them. Never had to do it, right? Because it's just ridiculous. I mean, how could you not experience a change with, with someone who is coaching you? I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, um, you know, I, I even, even, even like giving like time away for free like I actually, I was so I was so frustrated with this guy's attitude on on who he was he was he came to me he was inquiring and he was telling me about like he's given up and all this kind of stuff. So I actually took a, I took an hour of my time. I sat down with him for coffee and like he really like after it like he was like wow like really I'm really enthusiastic I'm really fired up like I feel I, I feel like I trust you I feel like you know everything you said really resonates I feel like I'm feel more positive now. And then he went away and he came back and he was just still playing around with the price. Like he was still complaining about the price and being pessimistic about that. It wasn't about the price. It was not about the money. I'm telling you that now. So I come to the conclusion of that that guy's just not ready. That guy is just not ready. Because if he was, if he was ready, I wouldn't have had to put myself in a situation where I'd given him an, an hour of my time for free, go and meet him and have a coffee right? He's just not ready. So that was the conclusion I had of that. It's just people that, you know, they, they need to experience a bit more pain until they're ready to change. And he needed to go through that. With the people that have crossed the line that I'm working with and they're over pessimistic, I don't encounter it a lot, to be honest. You know, there may be a few sort of um, you may experience resistance towards some things that you get them want them to do, but it's just a moment. It is just a moment. I think I feel like I use such language, and I'm, I'm very delicate with these individuals when they're at that stage to get them across the line to do that thing that they need to experience to, you know, develop more confidence. Um, so it's it is a, it is more of a matter of how you approach it as a coach. You know, and there are there are individuals that just need you to be a bit more firm with them, that you need to be hard on them, right? It's like you're like the the surrogate father, right? And I've had sometimes I am that. Sometimes I am like a father figure to some uh, to my clients because they need someone to be hard on them. So, yeah, you got to judge and and kind of get a feel of who you're working with. But um, it's not a huge thing. I mean, I, a lot of my friends say, you know, my girlfriends say, look, you you've got the patience of a saint. Like I can never do what you do. For for me, I just I don't know. I just I just love the process of getting someone like across the bridge, like and I, so I'm I'm just fine with it. You know, it's it's what a coach needs to do, right? So um, and I think anyone that's coaching in any field like encounters this, you know, they they probably like respond to that question with the same sort of answer. It's just it's just part of the job. Um, and Nikolai. Hey, Nick. Hey, Johnny. Dig in the hat. What's the best way? To, thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, what What's the best way to display social proof in a place that you just moved to and don't know anyone? This is a great question. Um, 
I've got a really good answer for this, but it's so the content's so premium. I don't know if I want to share it here. I might <laughs> I might want to save it for you when we work to, with each other in LA, mate. Um, but in essence, you know, you've got to understand this. Yeah, I, I, I'll leave you with this. Like, understand that when you move to a city or move to a, a new place, you've got to see it as like your first day at school. And don't just think that you are in the only position where you don't know anyone. Think everyone doesn't know anyone, right? So lead with that. Lead with the fact that you know, you, you're new to the town and you know, you're looking for some cool places to kind of go or whatever like that. Um, for me, what I like to do, I, I follow music. I follow, I think, I think how I conquered this question before was this. If you ever find yourself in a place where you're lonely, it's because you stopped learning, right? If you, can't, if you think about it right now, every time that you, that you embrace the path of learning, it brought you together with a group of people who are like-minded. And through that came friendship, right? So that's what school was. School was, you went to school, everyone was there for a common purpose of learning. It brought people together and through that came friendship. You know, if you go, you're into playing sports, you go to the sports club, you know, for a lot of people here in the UK, it's football. You know, the thing they did alongside school after hours was, was, was playing football. And through that came friendship, right? So you've got to ask yourself, when did I stop learning? And maybe that's the hack. Maybe the hack is if I've moved to a new town or a city, maybe I go and f I, I, I get back into learning again. What can I learn? You know, can I take up a new sport or a new activity or a new interest? You know, can I make friends that, like that? You know, like my, new, my, my gym that I go to when I go boxing. You know, I'm, get, I'm getting numbers off, off, off dudes in there. You know, I know we're talking about how to meet women, but in the bigger picture, you, know, you want to get more social, right? So... I'm getting phone numbers of guys there every week, yeah, because we're vibing and we're finding out about each other like over time that there's commonalities there, right? For a lot of the time, it's music. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really into my music and I find that these guys are too, you know, or I might find that they're into some sort of business thing that either I could do something with them or I know someone else that could do something. So I almost like become a connector. And when you do look to make new friends, what I will say is this, don't look... Don't look to see what you can get out of someone. Always look to give. Yeah? Always lead with that. Always come from more of a, a giving angle than a taking angle. Because if you meet people that know their value and know what they have, you know, they're, they're used to the dick riders, man. They're used to the dick riders. They're used to the sponges. And you don't want to be in that category. You want to ask yourself, what, what value can I add to this person? And if it's not you that can directly add the value... Maybe it's an introduction to, introduction to someone that can. And that's what's going to make you stand out as someone that is, you know, not brown-nosing, but actually someone to be valuable, someone that's, you know, of value, okay? So, but Nick, be assured, I've got some killer content for you, and I'm, I'm looking forward to ex, um, share it with you in L.A., and it's only going to take you three days, three days to get to the top of the tree. In any city that you go, um, it's a formula that I, that I teach. It's powerful networking formula. Um, so yeah, man, I'll share it with you. In actual fact, if you've been following my stories 
Uh, I posted like one back from 2017. It's like me of these two Indian guys. They're two Indian designers that we flew over into Lithuania to throw a fashion show and then invited the ambassadors and all the fashion people from that country and all the models. And that was, you know, something we did to <laughs> network at a grand scale. And I, I'll share with you how that paid off in many, many ways. Okay. Um, great question, buddy. London journalist, journalist fires a question into the feed. Do you ever get in, intimate? intimidating women to bully your clients during role play training asking for a friend <laughs> I do I do I do I have I have some great female coaches that work with me who are actresses also and the reason why they're actresses is because I want the guys to once they attain the knowledge I want them to get confident and I want them to get familiar with speaking to women of a certain caliber of beauty, but also different personalities. So I'll have the actresses just, you know, just switch through. All right, okay, be the difficult girl, be the shy girl, be the over flirty girl, right? Be the reserved girl. So it's it's a really great thing that we, we can, in actual fact, I'm booking in a session with one of my mentorship clients uh, in a couple of weeks with one of our, our girls um, on his request. So, yeah, it's really cool. It's it's really cool. I think it's a def, definitely a um, a good learning experience, you know, to build up your confidence before you get out there. Hi, Fetty. Thanks, buddy. Big love to you. Hi, X Guts. Welcome back. Bit late on the feed tonight, bud. Hi, honey. Hi, hi, honey. <laughs> Great. Hi, who's Ivana? Hi, Campbell. What are your biggest turnoffs from women? Oh, this is a really great question. Drunk women. I, I can't deal with it. Can't, I can't deal with it. Um, this is me personally, by the way. As well. And I, I, I really don't like um, a woman who has this smell of nicotine on her breath. Like if she's a smoker, I, I can't deal with that. I don't like women that drink lager. If I see if I see a woman drinking lager like a pint, I just I just I don't know. It's just a personal thing for me. I, I'm just like oh god no, like I can't. And again, it's just subjective. Don't don't listen to me and go yeah I'm like that too. Just it's it's just my thing. Um, and lack of conversation, like lack of conversational quality. You know, it's it's. If if someone can't stimulate me like mentally, then. I just, I'm just not there. I'm just not there, you know? Like, if someone can't play a bit of tennis with me, like mental tennis, like back and forth, then just forget it. Like, um, what, what are we dealing with here? You know, you've got to look past the physical appearance of a woman, okay? You, you've, you've really got to, like, it's about, it's about the mental game, yeah? It's about the stimulation, the mental stimulation. And if we can't get that, then... I'm not going anywhere else with that, yeah? Uh, there's probably maybe some more. I mean, like a woman that can't dress properly, perhaps, you know, like this. Um, ignorance. I hate ignorance. Oh, my God. I like, I like women that have, like, strong points and, and, and beliefs. I love that. 
But a lack of ability to have an open mind, like I can't deal with that. I can't deal with a closed mind and someone who's set in their ways. Um, anyway, I'm going off on one now. But that's, that's, there's, a few, there's a few there for, um, for you. Hi, Gallus. Be yourself and be awesome. Be your best self and be awesome. That's what I say. Xcat says, do you believe that people judge others negatively when they feel envy towards them? If so, how should the one being judged react? I'll share with you my experience after your answer. This is a great question because we're putting a style guide together. And um, we, were, we were looking into how, you know, when you're looking good, right? And this is coming from my stylist, right? It's not me. I'm not, I'm not always pimped out, but he is. When you're looking good, it draws certain attention towards you. And could be jealousy, could be envy, um, you know, could be ad admiration, you know? But wow, yeah, you look great. But for those people that are looking over and passing judgment in a negative way, you've got to understand it understand it as that's just their problem that's not a you problem that's just something that they they're dealing with right and I'll tell you that because of you know I know you know my story I've, I've told you perhaps many a times on the on this feed that I was that guy I was the guy that would see someone dressed well and just just knew how to how to rock it and I'd be that guy I'd be the guy going prick that wasn't his it was my problem that was my self-development problem Right, something I need to work on with myself. So I made because we were just there's a YouTube video where me and Dale, uh, the stylist, we're, we're talking about it, and I go, what, yeah, what do you? I asked this question to him. I go, what? How do you deal with? You know, what do you when people are like looking and they're just acting a bit weird? I go, what do you? Yeah, I mean, what do you? He goes, you just, you just don't, you just, you just don't, you don't see them. You know, it's just, you just like, that's, a, that's their problem, you know? So, yeah, it's an interesting question. But I think, like, the answer is you just don't deal with negative. You don't deal with people who are negative. You just let them try and deal with it themselves. Let them, that's a thing they're going through, yeah? Uh, and that, that being said, I mean, any, when you catch yourself feeling negative towards anything, it's the... Try and work on yourself to flush out that negativity. You don't want that. It's baggage. You always, you don't want to be coming from that place. All right? Hi, Catherine. Uh, oh God, this is so fiddly, this thing. Leprechaun wants to chat to me. Uh, ch chat together. Yeah, sure. Anytime, buddy. Nick, yeah, good man. I'm I'm looking forward to the working of you, mate. Yeah, where's this fucking controller on this? Do you ever plan? Rario says, do you ever plan an international um, workshop? I guess in 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 Colombia. No, no, I don't. Um, to be honest, if 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 we got a lot of people with interest in Colombia then of course, I'd love to see Colombia. I'd love to spend time over there uh, and, and, ex and experience that. Um, but yeah, we, if, if, if we can put enough, we get enough people, 
of interest in Colombia, sure, I'll take the flight over there, definitely. Uh, as it stands, I can tell you right now, uh, I don't have a big presence in Colombia. I, I know that for sure. But hey, a lot, a lot can happen in a year. So let's see. But the door's always open over here, buddy. I mean, like, you want to explore London? You want to see London? You want to take a visit? Then it'd be a great, great idea to kind of combine that with some coaching. Uh, definitely, we can something we can talk about. Hi, Abdul. Hi, KP Philosophy. Hi, Sagha. Hi, Stefan. All right, guys. Like that's that's kind of like all the questions kind of tied up now. So. If you've, I'll give you a last little moment. If you have anything you want to share with me, uh, London journalist, what are the rules on petting? <laughs> Good lord, is that what you said? Petting, as in I haven't heard that expression for a long time. Petting, as in like kissing. I think the last time I heard, I saw the expression. The, the word of petting was actually a swimming pool I used to go to. And there was actually a sign that says, no petting. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Is that a thing? People go to the, go to the, uh, the swimming pool to, 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 to make out? Like, this wasn't like some exotic kind of place in like, you know, some holiday place. It was in like a leisure center. <laughs> Very weird. <laughs> um... Oh, okay, okay. Petting is in heavy petting when guys touch your legs and arms. Um, I think it's a great question. I think it's a question that all guys kind of need to know um, a, a great answer to. Oh, shit, I've got two minutes left. Heavy petting is, is kind of like you don't go there until you, you've got to gauge someone's response as to how they respond from lighter sort of gestures and petting. They might want to start off maybe as you're talking, a bit of gesticulating, and maybe as you express yourself, you, you may touch someone lightly on the arm, and if they seem pretty um, receptive to it and, and, and they reciprocate it, it comes back, then obviously you can sort of climb up the escalation ladder with a bit more heavy petting, as you put it. Um, but it's really, it's, it's spotting how well it, the, the lighter stuff is received as you go along. Um, but it's a great question. I'd love to spend more time on that to, to give guys a bit more context. It's a shame we've only got less than one minute uh, gone, uh, going. Uh, for those people that have the motive, if other people would attack, I want that. Okay. All right, guys, I'm going to sign... I'm gonna I'm gonna sign out, but guys, listen. Next workshop, twenty eighth, I believe. Ooh, is that right? Twenty eighth, yes, twenty eighth of September. Impactful connection workshop here, London. You've seen the post. The guys had a fantastic time, uh, experiencing some amazing breakthroughs, some life changing breakthroughs, and that could be you. Don't sit there as a spectator. Be an action taker. You know, be bold enough to invest in yourself and take that next step. We've got seven day programs running here on a weekly basis. You know, check yourself in and uh, let's make something happen. All right, guys, thank you for being uh, part of the show and I'll see you all next week. God bless. If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.